Hello and welcome to My Camino, the podcast, a weekly discussion about the Camino de Santiago, an ancient pilgrimage across Europe, culminating in the Gothic Cathedral in Santiago de Compostela, where the remains of Christ's Apostle St. James are interred. I'm Dan Mullins, and I'd like to again thank you for the extraordinary response to last week's podcast with Lee Roberts. The download numbers are through the roof. I'm most grateful and humbled by your interest and support the Camino provides. Just a note about the podcast itself. If you're new, you can subscribe and receive the podcast automatically each week. There are already 40 episodes to choose from. Just go to the podcast icon on your phone, hit search, type in My Camino, the podcast, and then hit subscribe. You'll automatically receive the podcast each Tuesday night in Australia, Tuesday morning in the Northern Hemisphere. And you can scroll through the old podcasts as well. They don't date a variety of people who have walked a variety of paths for a variety of reasons. This week, some Camino homework. Before I left on my latest walk from Lourdes to Santiago, arriving October 4, I was interviewed by the award-winning filmmaker, author and blogger Bill Bennett. A sort of Camino preview. Well, this week, it's the Camino review, just by way of background, though. My younger brother, Ben, died suddenly in 2010. He was just 43. Ben had battled the bottle for years, and his was a losing fight. My parents had fought alongside him for years. He, and in the end, chose to live in a men's hostel in Brisbane and deteriorated pretty quickly. Mum and Dad managed to get him into rehabilitation, and there was hope, but the hope was lost when he was convinced to leave rehab. Ben was a very gifted musician, Someone convinced him to walk out of what would have perhaps saved his life, to have a crack at a bigger life. Just a few years later, he lost his life. I had a lot of guilt myself. Could I have done more? How could we let him fall so far that he was all alone in a hostel in suburban Brisbane when he died? And I suppose we got to a stage where we couldn't help any more. I'm telling you this because Bill Bennett is back this week to interview me again. This time, what I learned, what I experienced, and how I changed as a result of revisiting the Camino de Santiago, the Camino Review. I hope you'll forgive the indulgence. Last year, I walked to leave behind the first 50 years of my life. I left behind regrets and guilt and anger and hurt and pain, and I left behind my emotional baggage. I didn't expect to find it lying around when I returned. Here's me and Bill Bennett, just a few days ago. Bill Bennett, welcome back. I'm looking forward to this. So am I. The big audit. (laughs) The Camino spiritual audit. That's it, yeah. 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 You should be afraid. I'm very afraid. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. We did a debrief last night over a couple of bottles of Prosecco, and that was a good way to start. I can't remember that, did we? (laughs) I've got scribbled notes somewhere. (laughs) Um, What's interesting is you did, when you came back, I think four days after you came back, you did a podcast which, which talked about your external journey, where you went, who you met and so forth. Now I'm really interested in the internal journey. And that's why I've waited for a few weeks to, to sit down with you. Mm-hmm. There's no way I could have made sense of it in the first couple of weeks after coming back. And do you now? Yes. It was the most astonishing journey. And it was really the adventure of a lifetime. Adventure? 
Yeah, yeah. Why do you call it an adventure? Because I was adventurous. And I really, I, I, I remember saying to you, I want to go and enjoy this Camino. The first one was all about really casting off um, old demons and old memories and old regrets. The, this one was about really enjoying it, and I made every moment count. And um, I met some fabulous people, and we all enjoyed together um, everything that a Camino has to offer, and it lived up to all of its expectations. One of the things that you said you hoped you might find on this last Camino was peace. Did you find peace? Yes, absolutely. And that's because I allowed myself to find space. Now, we walked together as a Camino family. There was about eight of us or nine of us. But every day I moved away from, I used to call it dropping out of the peloton. I'd move away, let them go forward, or I'd charge ahead. And I remembered the year before, on the Masetta, walking you know, through Galicia, days when you could simply stand and look at the view and just be amazed at how spectacular it was. And I wanted to find those places again. And I did. And so I found space and that enabled me to really find a very calming peace. And it was fantastic. And every day I sought it out. I'd let people go ahead or, or, or fall behind and because I knew some, at some stage this morning, at some stage in this four, four five, six, seven, eight-hour walk, I'm going to find peace. I'm going to find some quiet. And it was just spectacular. And, and uh, somebody said to me, as I was walking up toward uh, Pamplona, up toward the, the sculpture there, uh, from Pamplona, and... She said uh, it was an Irish woman who'd hurt her knee, was walking very, very slowly, and we stopped up on one of those spectacular vistas at the top there. And I put out, brought out my phone to take a photograph, and she said, don't take a, bother taking a photograph. Just keep it in your heart and mind, you know. And I remember thinking, yeah, you're right. And that later that day, I saw her again, and I said, thank you very much for sharing that. You know, it was really lovely what you said. And she said, oh, there's one other thing, Dan. Don't forget to look back. And I did a lot of stopping and turning around. Isn't that interesting on the Camino do, doing that? Yeah. Yeah, I did that on my first Camino as well. And it's astonishing what you see when you look back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and not only that, the, the view is, is often amazing. Mm. But the very act of stopping, hmm. turning around and looking back at what you've achieved, I think is very, very important. And I said it often to, to my Camino family. We'd be somewhere and I'd say, you know, one of the other great things about this walk is that you're achieving something every day. And there's a great sense of achievement. And so at the end of the day, you think, wow, I walked 38 Ks today. And yesterday I was really dreading it. We're really fearful of it. So overcoming those those fears and in turn achieving something each day, I think, gives you a great sense of uh, 
of achievement and in, and in doing so, a more calm, more peace. So, yes, I did find peace, Bill. And uh, I'm trying very hard to maintain the Zen. <laughs> well, this now is, we're back. This is we'll get we'll get to that later because bringing the Camino back with you is one of the big challenges I think for any pilgrim. Yeah, uh, bring it back into your everyday life, and your everyday life is one of the most stressful and um, fraught-ridden. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure yeah. because you are for people who don't know you are a producer of one of the top morning breakfast radio shows yeah. with um what would you call alan he's a like a presenter yeah you know he's um he's a tough cookie yeah so you've really got to be on your toes each day yeah yeah that's right and bringing the zen back i'm doing a lot of yoga uh-huh. <laughs> but by the same token you can still cast your mind back and remember um again the peace and clarity um and the calm and it's 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 something and i remember talking to you before i went about seeking that and that's possibly why there's so much chaos in my normal day job normal life mm. that i went i go to spain <laughs> to walk a thousand kilometers to find calm which is quite ridiculous in a way You'd be better off going to a beach in Hawaii or something. But I can't. I I can't relax if I go to the beach in Hawaii. But I very much can relax when I get a bit of space and time in Spain. One of the things that you hoped you would be able to do on this last walk was to let go. Did you let go? Very much so. I, I, I left behind last year a lot of regrets and demons and, and things I should have I should have got rid of years ago. A lot of emotional baggage. And walking back through some of those places where I'd left that baggage, it, it, I kind of metaphorically, if you like, had left all that stuff behind. And here I was walking back through and it was almost like I could feel it. I could bend down and pick it up if I wanted to. And I did. On occasions, and you know, it broke my heart. Um, okay, so so this so, is quite interesting, Dan, yeah. because what you're doing on that on your previous Camino was you actually shed emotional baggage tied yeah. to a geographical place. Yeah. And then on this last Camino, yeah. you you walk back into that geographical yeah. place and you pick it back up again. Yeah. I mean, that's I extraordinary. Did that. I did that. I actually did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you were conscious of, of yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting upset about it now because it's really very much, it's very upsetting for me. But the, I actually did it, and I and I remember clearly where I was, um, and I thought, oh no, what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, it was really overwhelming, and I was thinking, oh God, this is where you left, you know that. Can you tell us what it is? Well, yeah, it was the, the yeah, it was the death of my little brother. Okay. So he was tied to a geographical place on yeah, the Camino. Yeah, And yeah. then you walk back into that place oh, and, yeah. and, the, and all the trauma of the death of your brother yeah, comes just, back to you. overwhelmed me. And I... And you are getting quite emotional now, yeah, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, and I, and, I, and I picked it up. You know, I thought, leave it here. Leave it here because, you know, there's nothing more I could do in grieving. So I left it there, you know, and then I, when I arrived back there, there, it, it was, was, I just, it, I walked... I was with the rest of the Camino family and I, I looked up and thought, oh my God, I know exactly where I am. 
and I thought, oh, I, I can't, I can't go through this. I can't walk this stretch. I cannot do it. And I stopped in it, and I had the walking poles, and I bent down. My head was hanging down, and I thought, I can't do it. And I, and then I, well, I said, okay, well, you're just going to have to. So I picked it up. <laughs> I remember thinking, you're picking up that baggage that you've left behind. And I cried and cried and cried and cried. And I walked, I left everybody alone and left everybody to go well and truly ahead. And I said, no, you've got, you're going to carry it. You're going to, um, you're going to go through it all again. So I did, which was preposterous. But I'm really pleased I did in a sense um, because uh, I dealt with it again and... and um, Did you let go of it again? Well, no, I didn't. I, I carried it then for the day after as well. And I said, oh, you're just bashing yourself up now. And it was more of the same of last year. And I said, no, 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 that's not why I'm here. So, yeah, I did. I let, I let, it, I let it go. I left it behind and uh, I felt better after that. The day after that, I was okay. But for two days there, one day in particular, it was awful. Um, so it so was going, it, it was very much a catharsis. Yes, yes, very much so. And when you asked me the first question, the question, did I let go? Um, the answer is yes, absolutely. Because I didn't want to bash myself up this time round, even though I did, unintentionally perhaps. But anyway, I'm pleased I did in the end um, for those couple of days. The rest of the time, I just enjoyed myself, and and yeah, I did let go. And I was singing; I sang all the time. I did a lot of writing, songwriting, um, and purged a lot of stuff uh, via that. All of that, so it was fantastic to be able to do that cathartic is a good word, uh, kind of groundwork in letting go. Yeah. So the answer is yes, but it was hard. <laughs> <laughs> the um. The thing that has defined this Camino for you, no doubt, is the music mm. and the singing and the way that it connected you with people, the way people connected with you. And in our conversations, you talk a lot about sharing. So was this Camino for you a sharing experience through music? Yes. And it was wonderful. <laughs> uh, and very selfish. I, I, I think that's... I mean, I love it so much. I, I really enjoy it. I absolutely love it. And so in many respects, I'm doing it in a purely selfish reason because I just love it so much. Um, but you're also giving something yeah, and people quite, said that quite, to quite, me, quite profound. Uh, yeah, well, that's right. People said that to me, you know, uh, often, you know, thank you for, for what you're doing. And I would think, oh, I kind of felt bad that they were thanking me because really deep down I was doing it because I love it so much. Um, and you know, it, it's you can imagine what it's like singing in 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 Pamplona in the courtyard of the Gothic cathedral, which has been converted to an albergue, and we're sitting out the back, you know, with a six pack of beers and a bottle of wine, and singing in the open air. And you know, I moved myself around till I got the best acoustics, and people coming out from three stories up saying. Oh, you should hear it up there. It sounds amazing, you know. And people sitting around in the dark and singing tunes. It's just, it was incredible. And that's an incredible, incredible experience. Um, so I absolutely loved it. 
And yes, yeah, sharing and 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 giving is a big part of the Camino de Santiago. People sharing their their stories with you, their lives with you, and and my way of sharing, in a sense, was playing music and tunes for people, which was just wonderful. You know, one of the things that interests me about um, this notion of a Camino angel. Um, people say, "Oh, when you walk the Camino, you're going to." You know, you probably will meet a Camino angel, somebody who will give you something. Um, you know, whether it's they help you with your pack or they help you with your blisters or they give you a word or a phrase or a thought that is exactly what you need at that point in your life for you to move on. Have you thought that you yourself on this last trip was a Camino angel? Oh, I wouldn't allow myself to think like that, Bill. Oh. You don't have the plumage. No, no, I, I don't have the plumage. No, I, I, perhaps, I don't know. But you were giving. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, and yeah, and you would have had quite... You see, music is a very insinuating thing. You know, it seeps into you. It, it, it affects you in very profound ways, particularly when you're physically exhausted, you know, with, with a walk each day. I mean, music has a greater impact at the end of a day. And I would say with a few beers as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really does have a, a strong emotional, and I would say at times a spiritual impact as well. Yes, there's no question about that. And I suppose when I think about um, involving some of the other people that were with me in the music and encouraging them to play music, I think then perhaps I was, I uh, won't go so far as to say an angel, but I will, uh, I will say uh, I was able to lead a few people out of their shell a little bit by being able to do it. Handing them a harmonica and saying, play. <laughs> Never played a musical instrument before, you know. A whole tables full of people, whole rooms full of people playing playing drums and, you know, playing rhythm and, and dancing as well. So. Because the Spanish, of course, you know, with flamenco and with yeah. their... With yeah. their percussive kind yeah. of music would, right. would love that. Yeah, absolutely. Now tell me about your song because... Well, on the Masetta, you talked about this, your, the sound of your footfalls and the sound of your sticks and so that's, forth. That's right. And something came to you. What was that? Yeah, okay. So I was walking into Hontanas uh, and I was on my own and it was a spectacular day, not a cloud in the sky, save for a couple of the uh, cold trails. And the, 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 the walking of my feet, the ch, 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 and the sticks clicking on the gravel in between was like that. And and I was just walking and, you know, I've, I've said many times on the podcast that it's almost trance-like, you know, because your head is, is empty. You're not, you're thinking about anything, you know, I, I mean, just as an aside, I remember starting one day thinking, oh, I must remember to put that betadine in that pa- in there, and I must remember to take those drugs, and I must remember to do this, and I must do. And at the end of the day, I was thinking, what sort of tree that is there? <laughs> I mean, so you just have that clarity and, and that time to think. So here I am walking, and all of a sudden, into my head came this tune. Somewhere along the way, somewhere along the way, I hope you find what you're looking for somewhere along the way. I was thinking, well, whose song is that? What song is that? Thinking, and I started to sing it out loud. And I thought, well, what? it's odd because I often sing as I'm as I'm walking. Thinking, well, where where did that song come from? Who who is that from? And then I just started to sing words. 
it, they just started to come out of my mouth. And by the end of, of, of a 10-minute process, possibly, I had three verses, the chorus, and even a bridge <laughs> written in my head. And, and the, the extraordinary thing about it was, Bill, I remembered every single one of those words. The next time I tried to sing it, it was there. I didn't have to think, oh, no, I've forgotten those words. It was just there. So where did it come from? I don't know where it came from. And so here I am. I'm walking and walking and I'm thinking, oh, that's it's a really interesting song. It's kind of got these interesting images and and sort of not really the way I would write in, in sort of double couplets and stuff. And I was thinking, that's weird, but but interesting. And, and so here I am walking, you know, and I'm thinking... I'll just clear my head, you know, and I, I remember singing Annie's song by John Denver. You fill up my senses, you know, which is a great song to sing really loud. Mm. And so, you know, walking along and uh, like a night in a forest. And here I'm walking, walking. I thought, well, that, uh, that, if anything's going to erase that song, it'll be there. That song. Mm. So straight away I started, the song came back to me. Every single word. Okay, so how can you explain that? Well, Last night over a bottle of wine, mm. you said you channeled it. That's it. I did. And I've said to, to many people, I didn't write that song. Okay. So who, so who did? Who I, did? I don't know. Come on, Dan. This, this, is, this is all about now. Well, okay. Well, maybe it's my Camino Angel. Yeah. I think it was you, you, you and I talked about intuition. Mm-hmm. And I think allowing yourself to be open to things like that. Mm-hmm. So it says a lot to, about to, my... To my, be open to... The, the universe. Precisely. Precisely. And and it says a lot about, you know, my ability to let go and talking about that earlier. Um, because I, it, I was able to just channel it. I don't I know. And, and to, to give you an idea, uh, when I got to Hontanas, I, I, all these things happened, you know, checking into the albergue and I washed my clothes and I did all these things. I had a shower and I thought, well, you know, and I got stamps. I got stamps on my guitar, and and I, you know, and and then the, the, the hospitalera, in her infinite wisdom, thought it'd be a good idea to put sticky tape over the stamp that she just put on the on the guitar. So I was upstairs, and I came back downstairs. Like, what on earth? She put five strips of sticky tape onto the front of the timber guitar. And I thought, oh well, I'll just leave it, you know. And then I walked up the street, and I said to the, I had a pen with me. I said to the. Uh, Bump, the woman working in the cafe, can I get a piece of paper? She gave me a serviette, like a placemat, you know, which was kind of difficult to write on, you know, because it was all kind of ripple. And uh, and yet, and I just sat there and wrote out the whole thing, word for word, out of just like that. And I finished it. I just pushed it away. I changed one word, moon for soon, and, and folded up, put it in my pocket. I didn't even play the song. I didn't, I had the guitar with me. I didn't even... But you did play it later, and it had quite a moving and profound effect on people that you played it to, didn't it? Yeah. Yes, it did. We were saying farewell to uh, Gary, uh, Gary Roberts, who had walked with us uh, for about 10 days or more, maybe even two and a half weeks, and he was heading back to the UK. And he was a terrific human being. Uh, He is the lion's heart in the song. Um, And... I, I sort of played You've Got a Friend and I played Bridge Over Troubled Water and we were sitting around the albergue having after dinner and I was singing these tunes to sort of say, you know, we'll miss you. You know, these are the sort of sentiments that I would like to you to take with you when you go. And then I said to everybody, oh, look, do you mind terribly if I play this song that I've just written today? And everyone said, wow, you wrote a song today? I said, yeah, yeah. I haven't played it yet. I don't know what it's like. 
And so I just played it. And there was a sort of, sort of quiet. I thought, oh, perhaps it didn't go down so well. And then everybody said, that's unbelievable. And not immodestly saying, yeah, oh, did you like it? You know, everyone's saying, that's fantastic. We absolutely loved it. And so, so fast forward to the next day. And I was in a cafe in the morning. And this gentleman said to me, uh, excuse me, where are you staying tonight? I said, I beg your pardon? I, I, I don't know. I don't even know what town I'm walking to. I don't know where I'm going. I didn't have a guidebook and I didn't have an app or anything. I didn't really have much idea, Bill. And You're I doing said, it intuitively. I was doing it intuitively, actually. Yeah. And I said, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Why? why? He said, I want to hear you sing that song. I said, what song? He said, the song you wrote. I said, oh, were you there last night? I didn't remember seeing you there last night. He said, no, no, no. An Italian woman who was at the table filmed it and she showed us in the cafe this morning. And all the pilgrims were sitting around watching the song on her phone. I wanted to say, I said, you're kidding. So it, it went, kind of had this life of its own after that. And I, I really loved it because I didn't know, I, I told everyone, I didn't write it. I, it's something, so it's still, it's still now. I kind of get this feeling that, the, that it's owned by all pilgrims. That it's, it's, it's something that we all share. Okay. I don't own it. I, I, I just get this feeling it's, that I don't own it. And, and I'm looking forward to recording it in a couple of weeks' time with some really great musicians. Yeah. I mean, this is a really, really interesting concept. And it might well go to the heart of this last Camino for you. The source of that song, where that song came from, because it's obviously had an impact on people and will do once you record it and it starts to get out wider and so forth. But, you know, as you know, I've been making a film on intuition and some of the people talk about the creative source, which is a euphemism for whatever you want to call mm. it. But perhaps it was. And, and as you know, Dan, I've got this theory that the Camino has a spiritual imprint, an energetic imprint that is the product of every pilgrim that has been before. Now, that walk, that, sorry, that song came to you on the Masetta when you're in that meditative, contemplative state, when you're in that metronomic kind of hypnotic state, and it might well have come up from the ground, you know, from the earth, from, from, from the spiritual imprint of everybody who has been before. I mean... I don't have absolutely no doubt about that. And it being the rhythm of the footsteps... Of the walk... That 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 yeah. inspired it. Yeah. Absolutely, there's yeah. no question about that. Yeah. Even the lyrics. The, the first line is "El Camino Roses, Santo Domingo Crow, Santo Domingo's Crow." So that's not something that I would write. I, I, I would never normally start a song like that. Um, that's it's and and I remember thinking, I really like that line. <laughs> So, so you're looking at it in a detached way, as, exactly. though, as though somebody else has written That's it, exactly. and you're admiring someone else's I, work. I still, I, when I sing it, and I've only I've only sung it on the Camino, and then I've sung it twice since I came back. Once for my wife and sons, and once when I recorded it, because I wanted the other musicians to, to, to be able to hear it before we went in the studio. Mm-hmm. So I've only played it twice mm-hmm. since I came back. And both times I play it, I think, this is... This is somebody else's work, or I don't know. It's not mine. It's not. And I read the lyrics, and I think that's a good line. That's a good line. <laughs> I'm serious. Footsteps, but your footsteps by the fountain carry me away. And the the, the I like that line. I wish I'd written it. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
It seems like it seems like this Camino has been, in many ways, and through music, quite a metaphysical experience for you. Yes, very much so. You've been through so much in letting letting go, facing fears, and so forth. Has it jemmied open a lid, a lid that's been nailed down tight for so long? Has it started to leverage open? that lid for you? Well, yeah. You asked me in the last interview, um, what are you scared of? And I said, I'm, you know, scared of coming back and not achieving what I set out to achieve. And, and in that first interview, I was explaining to you that I have this great sense of of not achieving what I, perhaps, what potential I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I, I can say without doubt um, that I have wind in my sails um, and I don't know where I'm headed but there's no doubt there's wind in my sails and and it's 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 empowering it feels good and uh, I hope to make the most of it yeah I don't know quite where it's going to take me um, but if, if you're talking about that box being sort of prized open um even though it's only perhaps millimetres, uh, it's the stuff's flying out. It's flying out at a million miles an hour. There's no doubt about it, Bill. Yeah, it feels good. You said when you when I asked you how how you hoped you would feel when you got to Santiago when you when you walked out onto that square in front of the cathedral, and I asked you how you hoped you would feel, and you said. You hoped you would feel sad because you had if you had if you felt sad, it meant that you had let go all of that stuff. Did you feel sad? Yes, very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I walked in with seven other people who had become my Camino family. Um and we would have liked Marta, our our sister, to be with us, but she had to leave and lay on. But the rest of us uh we walked in patting one another on the back, prepared for what it would, would happen. The piper was at the bottom of the, of, the, of the stairs underneath the arch. And as we came around the corner, a magnificent day, not a cloud in the sky again, really beautiful. It was sort of early afternoon because we'd taken our time. Uh, and we hugged and cried a bit. We shared a beer and, yeah, I was sad, all right. I was really sad, yeah. But I quickly let it go because it wasn't the time to be sad really it was the time for celebration and we had a pretty good celebration <laughs> <laughs> you also said that you you thought at the end of this camino that that would be it that you would have achieved everything that you had set out to achieve you hope you you would have and that you would see no no further purpose for the camino is that still the case or do you want to walk again oh, i definitely want to walk again um, I think I'd like to do the Primitivo. Um, again, Marta, with whom we walked um, for about three and a half weeks, showed me some photographs. She'd done the Primitivo, I think, earlier this year. It looks amazing. Uh, and I, I think the Camino Francis, it was a lot busier than I thought it was going to be. It was really busy, uh, particularly the first third and the, and the last third. Um, so I think I'm done with the Frances, um, but... I think I really want to go back um, and sing some more. 
and maybe do it a bit more formally this time. What do you mean formally? Proper booked gigs. What do you mean in terms of music? Mm. Yeah, so in other in other words, you it's it's like a roadshow. Yeah, right. You can have yeah. those T-shirts. You can sell them. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, like like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the, <laughs> Dan the singing pilgrim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, <laughs> and the dates on the back. That's right. And 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 the mm. the Camino stops. Yeah. Well, because you know what? Why not? <laughs> uh, I, I won't carry a guitar again because mm-hmm. that was really kind of a bit much. Um, Dif- difficult physically? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, uh, you, it's a virtually impossible to carry it on your hips. It's, it, it was really down low on my back and it, it hurt. Mm-hmm. I, would, I won't carry it again. <clears throat> but there's no reason why I couldn't have somebody on the road who takes my gear, little PA system, and, 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 and play. One night uh, in Sahun, um, we all had an afternoon kip and, and then walked down to the local Irish bar. We had a, oh, let's have, we'll have a Guinness. Let's have a Guinness. We haven't had a Guinness on the Camino yet, so let's have a Guinness. So there's about four of us standing around enjoying a Guinness. And and Lee, uh, my interviewee last week, said, you should play here later. This is a great little bar. And I said, yeah, good idea. We'll have, we're booked to have dinner at 7 o'clock and in town. I said, perfect, I'll come back and play all night. So he just said to the barman, listen, my friend here is a singer from Australia. Can you? He said, sure, of course, we'd love him to come and play tonight. So after dinner, ran up back up to the albergue or the hostel, got my guitar, brought it down, you know, sat in the in the corner of the bar and and I was making my way around the bar until I could find my, the, the perfect acoustics because it's, it's, it's very important if, if you can to find a way that's going to sound good for the people sitting in front of you. And I got it. I found it, and it was fantastic. You know, it was really sucking the voice out of me, which was really, you know, especially if you sing up, you can really project your voice. You know, and so we played all night. So that there's no question you could do it. You could do a gig each night, a proper gig, a formal gig, and uh, the pilgrims love it. Yeah, singing in the town square in Relagos, there's like forty, fifty people there, all sitting around drinking red wine and the. And, and that was interesting because the town there, there was a bar called Elvis Bar, and they said, oh, no, I'm not interested in you playing in here. No, no, move on. So we said, okay, we'll just play in the square. So, of course, everyone's sitting in the square. No one's in the bar. Everyone's drinking red wine, sitting around listening to us. No one's going to... And so they were really cranky about it. But the people in the town, the, the bar owners, there were only two or three bars because no one was in their restaurants and bars. They were all sitting in the town square listening to me. But you, but you could... You can, there's no question you could do it more formally next time. Yeah, I just have to convince the wife. <laughs> Dan, one of the uh, one of the one of the questions I asked you last time, which was a bit of a maybe an unfair question, was: Are you doing this Camino, the Camino you've just done? Are you doing it to legitimise yourself as a pilgrim? Do you feel that you are a legitimate pilgrim now? Uh, part of me says. Um, I didn't do it for that reason, but part of me also says yes, and there, there is a reason for that, <clears throat> and that's because if you open yourself to what the Camino has to offer, um, there there are great rewards in store, and that means listening to people is very important, and I, I remember saying on the Camino to people, a, a, a pilgrim is a good listener. Hmm. Um, 
And a pilgrim is somebody who cares and shares and listens. And a pilgrim is uh, is somebody who is not selfish or, or necessarily complaining or or and is somebody who is generous in spirit and and co- having been with a lot of those people for six weeks um, it rubbed off on me and so I really do feel like I'm a pilgrim now and that's because I, I really tried hard to tick all of those boxes that I just mentioned and I walked with people who were constantly doing it constantly sharing constantly caring giving and and and, and so I bring a lot of that back with me. Um, and that's part of the reason why I say I come back a different person and I come back a better person. And certainly that was the case last year. And now this time around, it's, uh, I feel it oozing out of me. And the, so, yes, first answer, I probably did walk to legitimize myself. Second part of it is most definitely I'm a pilgrim now. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Fantastic. Pleasure. Lovely. There you have it. A Camino review. And I wonder how many of us are going through similar heartache thinking we're alone. There's always someone willing to listen. It's what pilgrims do best. I'm Dan Mullins. Until next week, Buen Camino.